It's time for your main event of the evening. The Daredevil, Dave Dahl, Jerry, Damage Cook, and the Deathmatch Brewer, Dylan Gilbert. Action Figure Weekly. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Wrestling. Action Figure Weekly. 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 We'll get. Right. We'll get. I knew it as right month. as I was saying it out of my mouth. I knew what I was saying. Because I heard you go wrestling, wrestling weekly. Yeah. So action figure weekly. That's right. This is a uh, technically, folks, little kayfabe here. This is uh, take two because I forgot I was doing the intro when we hit record. So you know, <laughs> that's one we'll blame it on. We'll so blame anyways, it on that. We are back here with another exciting edition. I am Jerry Damage Cook, the former MEWF heavyweight champion. I'm joined by my co-host, that the is Deathmatch right. Brewmaster, and one half of Team MDK in MEWF. You guys should go watch that. I mean, if you're listening to us, you're most likely aware of it, but still. Go go watch that. Joey Hudson, Jonathan Presley Edge. They just man, they put on one hell of a show with this Fed. And there's a lot of guys that are just doing a lot of cool stuff. But you know That's... enough of that. I'm I'm <clears throat> Dylan Housen, uh IPA all F and Day. Uh I've I've got a bunch of nicknames, but we'll just you know, we'll save that for when Dave's here. I've got to counteract his forty seven nicknames. But uh, you know. Let's get into the figure talk, man. That's right. So, uh, did did you do anything you fun this weekend? Week? <laughs> I had the time of my life this past weekend. It was great. Um, if you listened to last week, you heard that I was gearing up for Starcast and SummerSlam. Um, slight change of plans as I had originally intended to go for two days of it, but guess what? Um, unless you want to stay in a very cheap hotel, <laughs> sometimes hotels can be very expensive. And I just had a whole lot of trouble finding anything um, and not having to spend like an extra $500 for two nights of stay down there and stuff. So what I ended up doing was just making it just a really, you know, it was a long day. It was a great day, but it was a long day. Um, So I just did. I got up really early Saturday morning. Uh, Thankfully, I'm on Eastern time and I live literally about like 15 minutes away from where it changes. So... You know, that's <laughs> so it was I, I gained quite a bit of time on that travel. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was able to sleep in just a little bit later on on Saturday morning, got up, drove down to Nashville. It's about a two and a half hour drive or so for me. Um, drove down there, got there about eight thirty, eight forty five. I got to the fairgrounds where Starcast was being held, um, went, got in line. Um, I'd already bought my bracelet. So, you know, there's a line for. I think if you're having to buy your bracelet, if you're just, you know, scanning it and picking it up, there's a line for that. And then uh, if you wanted to go on into the con, there was a line for that, too, if you've already got your bracelet. So uh, stay in line for just a few minutes. It moves pretty quick. And then go on over to the Major Pod show. They were the first show on Saturday morning. Um, I know they were kind of frustrated because there was some technical issues. But <laughs> from our standpoint, who had to stand in line. Um, if the show had started right at nine, I would have missed, you know, maybe a, maybe close to half of it. But 
Um, cool. The way it worked, I mean, the way it worked though, because by the time I got through the line, they were fixed and had literally like just sat down and came out and started. So I got to catch the entire show. Uh, it was, you know, awesome, great show. They came out and uh, had special guest Swoggle, special guest Danhausen. Um, they did the, the, you know, their favorite Ric Flair figures. And then Miro came out at the end as a special guest, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Seeing all that. So Miro had the quote, you know, that everybody jokes about the one um, stone-looking figure, and they joked Miro about that. And they're like, looks like he had one too many of those edible gummies before he went to bed. And he's like, well, depends on what time of day they took that figure. It might have been accurate, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <clears throat> The is live, it's up on Fight TV, and um, I think it's also going to be one of the bonus uh, Patreon shows this month. So it's a good listen if you haven't heard it. Uh, you also get to hear the quote from <laughs> when Danhausen was out. Uh, Matt asked him, said, Who's more carny, me or you? <laughs> and Danhausen goes, Well, carny, what's what's that mean? And he's like, It means you're rich, you like you're like money, and he's like. Oh, Dan Hazen likes being rich, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought, who's more carny, Dan Hazen or, or you know Cardona? And it's like, well, that's a that, pay per view in and of one, itself. It's like that's a. We'll, we'll are, do the carny a lot on that, yeah. Um, but it was a it was a great show, and then um, I hung out with uh, JP Edge. I did get to meet him. I've you know talked to him in the group for years. Um, got to hang out with him. And then we went into the main hall and kind of looked around for a minute. Uh, we met up with a couple other people. We met up with uh, Michael Carson, who's a major mark. Matthew Morelli, who is a major mark as well. Uh, Morelli. Here's some of that lovely audio here for a second. Let's <clears throat> dig something out. Do, do, do. Okay, here we go. Do, Just for a second. Do, so, okay. do. All I right. had to move one box, so. Oh, there you go. So Morelli, um, one time, I think he might have done it twice or something, but he was a um, his local promoter needed a ref and said, hey, we'll teach you how to do it. Come on out. So he refed a few matches. He set up like an Instagram account in case it's something that he wanted to do. But then he never ended up getting, you know, I think that guy kind of stopped running shows and stuff and just kind of, you know, he didn't get to do it anymore after that. So, so he had a... <laughs> He had his ref Instagram account, and I had the idea for a while that if, you know, whenever I got to meet him, because he's kind of, Nashville's like a central place for most of us. Um, so I knew that at some point I'd meet him there for a show or something. And so I printed off an 8x10 from him and his wrestler, his refereeing debut. And I printed off three of them. I printed off one for him, one for me, and one for JP Edge. And had him, gave him to him at the show and had him sign one for me and one for uh, JPE and and gave him one. And he was pretty, you know, surprised and stuff. And I think it was a pretty good uh, little surprise, something to do, something fun. Uh, yeah, that's a, so that's, I got this that's cool, man. JPE 8x10 done in the Hasbro card back style. Man, JPE <clears throat> did those for uh, for a lot of us in MeWF. Yeah, I've got and, man, one. those things came out amazing. Um, he's yeah, also shout got out to MEWF to bracelets. So there's a, a lot of MEWF. If you are an MDBF person, uh, check out the merch, man. That they, they all of us I've, have ever wanted a t-shirt or anything. I think we have one on that store, and it's just a 
I've, I've got things, a shirt but... I'm going to have to buy. Um, yeah, with, I need you to know, buy No mine. spoilers, but I've, I've got one that will uh, pertain to me, we'll just say in the future. Just yeah. stay tuned. Um, I've um, got a future shirt right here that I can't show you. But, you know. I, I, I've, I've got... There, there's one that's just screaming my name, and I, I, I cannot wait to, uh, to don that shirt, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little so, uh, storyline. Who knows? Yeah. So, who uh, could have any way of knowing? After that, uh, we kind of looked around at, you know, what to do and stuff. And Brett was signing, like, right about that time that the Major Pod show got out. So we ran over to get in that line. Uh, the the weight worked. Heart. Yeah. The weight worked is there's three halls. Okay. There's one hall that has the premium signings, which was where, like, Brett and Flair were. Uh, there's the main hall where everybody else was. And then there's the live show you know, stage portion. So we went over to the premium part. I get in line for that. Wait, get to the door. Now everybody had always told me they take cash, you know, take cash for these, right? So I'm getting my brother's uh, Purple Heart Hasbro sign. Oh, Brett. man. Mint on card. So I get that. So I've got that, you know, get that ready. Got He gave me the cash for it and everything. So perfect, ready to go. Get up to the door. She said, ticket, please. And I said, oh, I've got cash. And she said, oh, if you've got cash, you have to go buy a ticket and then come back. I said, all right, fine. Where do I go? She points me to the line where I went and stood before uh, to get my ticket, to get my bracelet. So I was like, okay, fine. Go over there. And they tell me Brett is sold out. No more autographs. For oh. And I was like, oh, really? It's like, but I, he wasn't sold out on the site the day before. Only Flair was. So I was like, Okay. Walk into the main hall, and it's kind of like, well, damn. You know, it's the way it goes sometimes, though. Uh, walk into the main hall, and there is a StarCast, like, merch booth. And there's a, a big sign there out there that says, like, you know, meet and greet tickets bought here. And I walk by it, and one of the guys is kind of standing off to the side, and I was asking him, I said, hey, is Brett sold out right now? And he's, he's like, hold on, let me check the computer. Checks, and then he's like, nope. He's still, he was like, but you have to wait in this line to buy it. Fine. This is now the third line that I'm having to wait in, okay? So I then wait into this. Then wait into this line. They have one computer, one person taking money for for this. They should have had two, maybe three, because that's how many tickets you're buying and you're selling, and you're trying to tell people they have to have these tickets. You know that some of these people won't take cash at their table and stuff. So you have to do this, and it is just a bottleneck, really bad. Like that's the one major complaint about this entire process is that it was not organized at all from that standpoint they should Don't redo the entire thing I, we should yeah, shut start over shut starcast yeah. down start over just no like i mean creation it, site yeah <laughs> burn so it down it just, start over uh, yeah so i i think it was you know that's the one and i wasn't alone in that criticism i think a lot of people attended would say like there's some organization stuff they need to address um i did see a few of those posts where yeah it just and it's, like, it's oh, all it's great but Having been there, like I had a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. But that is the one thing is I think there's a few things. And you kind of hope that, uh, you know, I, I heard people say that, you know, some of the early ones had the same issues and stuff. And maybe it's just from where, you know, they have been away for two years because of COVID and stuff. And now they're just, this is the first one back. So maybe there's mm-hmm. still some, you know, future ones. Maybe they'll learn lessons, hopefully. Uh, but this one did very much feel like a cash grab. <laughs> for um you know flair oh, man unfortunately oh, of course but you know that said i mean I, I still am glad that i made the trip and very glad everything so 
So, okay. So finally wait in this line. It takes forever because like I said, there's one computer there to, you know, purchase tickets and stuff with. Make my way back over to the Brett line. I have to wait back in line to get back up to the door to go into the premium hall. And then Brett's line wraps like all the way around. <laughs> I mean, like he has a huge, huge line. And um, <clears throat> just takes forever, man. He was supposed to be signed until two. And I still had other like autographs to get for a buddy and for my brother I had other stuff to get. And I'm like, it's like, I'm not going to get anything done. It's like, because, you know, I was supposed to get Arn. Arn's leaving it too, because he's got to go do the return of the fort, you know, the uh, final ride for the horseman panel. Mm. So he's leaving at two o'clock. It's like, I'm not going to do that for my brother. Um, Dan Housen was supposed to be there till two. I needed to get some of that for a buddy and stuff. And I was just like, man, it's like, I'm not going to get anything done. It's like, you know, it's kind of feeling kind of bad about that because you're not getting Brett, you know. And luckily, I was being very friendly with the people ahead of me, behind me. And they said, tell you what, they said, why don't you, if you, I said, I've got to run in there and get this other stuff. I said, because, you know, I'd rather get, try to get all that stuff done and then just miss Brett rather than try to wait on Brett, miss Brett and miss everything else too. I'd feel horrible. And so they said, well, tell you what, I said, we'll save your spot. You know, so like if you, you know, come back, because I mean, I've been waiting these people for like an hour and a half at this point, you know. Right, so, right. So they said, yeah, they said, if you come back, uh, we'll save your spot. And I said, okay, perfect. So I run back over to the main hall, uh, run back there, find Arn. Arn had a little bit of a line, but it really was a pretty quick one. Um, got to meet him, got a picture with Arn. Uh, that was fun because I've always, you know, Arn's always a guy that I've kind of looked up to and stuff. So getting to meet him for a second got. Uh, this picture for my brother. He had that he bought this online that where Flair had signed it, and now Arn has signed it too. It's a picture of Arn and Flair from like their early, early NWA days. Uh, the cool thing about it is Flair signed four Horsemen, and so Arn did too. Oh, that's and apparently awesome. now like Flair won't do that as an inscription. He just writes you know like 16x or like you know HOF or something like that. So, so that's why my brother loved it was you know getting both of them on there and stuff. So, so I got that for him. Uh, went over and met the major pod guys. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So, you know, once I I showed them my major mark checklist that I had worked and gave them each one of these, uh, they thought it was awesome. I will probably be on the major vlog for Starcast because nice. they record it. So, probably get on there. They talk about it this week on the pod, on their pod, um, read it off and everything. And I think that they were both, or I mean, they were all three, um, you know pretty impressed by it and stuff. I mean, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. So, and I'm as the guy who did that and put it, you know, this was not something that just, you know, I came about and like spent five minutes on it. I mean, I've spent a lot of time working on it. I talked to a lot of other people. You've been uh, talking about this as long as we've had a podcast. Like, yeah. So you've talked about this for quite a while. This has been an idea that I've worked on for a long time. Um, So it's a major mark checklist. What it is, is it's just a trading card, basically kind of like the trading card checklist that you can get. Uh, it's got eight on each side, eight different things. And it's just a checklist for all the different things that I think any major mark should do. You know, it's like if you, you know, you're looking for a list of like accomplishments and stuff to kind of go do for the group, um, this is probably it. And I did complete it with going to their live show on StarCast. That was the last thing I needed. I got it and checked it off. So, so I am now complete on my list. I'm a completist. So. Not on much else, but I am on that. So how about that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, so then uh meet them. 
I have my print somewhere. Um, I had a print made and JP Edge did the graphic for me. It's just the Major Pod logo and it's got the date underneath. Uh, it's kind of a bigger size. I probably could have went smaller in hindsight, but it's a 16 by 20 and I'm going to hang it up here in the office somewhere. And what I did was I just, it's black background and I had everybody sign it as I met them. So like JPE signed it, Matthew Morelli signed it, uh, Matthew Balk signed it, Michael Carson signed it, you know, Canick signed it, uh, Matt signed it, Brian signed it, you know, Smart Mark signed it. Uh, it's just kind of a good, you know, like remember thing to remember by for the weekend and stuff. So as you meet people, you had them sign it and stuff. So, so had them sign that, uh, took a picture with the guys. And then before I left, I had them sign the one of one Jeremy Padawar major pod card now signed by him, Brian and Matt. And this is not the autographed one. This is actually just their basic card signed by him, which is even (laughs) this is the only one I know signed by all three. That's a cool Uh, piece, man. It's a cool piece. And it is a one of I've. I joked them. I said, "I bet this is the one I wanted, and isn't it?" And they're like, "Yeah, I don't think anybody else is going to have that." They're like, that's probably like, how'd you even get Jeremy's signature? And I was like, "Well, I know a guy, so know some people, pal." It's the story of my life, isn't it? So <laughs> <clears throat> then uh, I go over to stuff for you, Woo-hoo! and I get to meet your favorites, Effie and Allie Catch. Shout out, Bussy. And so <clears throat> um, Effie was standing there and went up to him and he's like, hey, he's like, how you doing? Very, very nice. Uh, every, I didn't meet anybody, especially from all the talent and stuff that you met over the weekend. Like none of them were rude or anything like that or, you know, even in a bad mood. Like everybody was kind of like it seemed to be a pretty good mood, you know, like uh, if they didn't have a line, they were all intermingling. That was the one <laughs> the one thing about Dan Housen. Is that if he didn't have a line, he was running over to hang out with somebody. Uh, I think it took me about ten tries before I finally got him at his table. <laughs> so, well, there was that, because... that clip of uh, of Sean Ross Sap getting into it with one of those guys. Yeah, because like, he's off like, running around, like but checking stuff out and hanging out. He's Sean Ross Sap's like getting into it with somebody that he had like gotten into it with <clears> on Twitter <throat> or whatever, and then you just see Dan Housen like over his shoulder, just like. I feel like, you know, he as as much as Dan House is a master of character, we all see a, a fight in public and that face goes on like, ooh, I'm seeing something I'm not supposed to see. Yeah. Like his so. face in the background was gold. <laughs> so I'm glad he was running around just so we got that <clears throat> that shot of Dan Housen. Yeah. So uh me so you know, sitting there with the Effie and stuff like that. And I said, Well, I said I came to get an eight by ten sign for my my buddy, and I said I told him, I said, you know, I'm going to Starcast. I said, you know, I'll pick you up anything you want while I'm there, any kind of autograph and stuff. And then I said, he did not want Bret Hart. He did not want Ric Flair. He is a huge GCW mark and he wanted Effie and Allie. <laughs> and so yep. he, he got a crack out of that and thought it was funny. Um, Allie Catch was over hanging out with somebody else and he's like, hey, Allie. He's like, come here, come here. He's like, come and meet my new friend. So that was kind of fun. Um, they signed. That's awesome. So you have from Effie, it says, Dylan, sorry I missed you, Effie. And then from Allie, Dylan, thanks for the support, Allie Catch. So that's awesome. So man. those are heading your way here pretty soon. Effie is just the coolest. Yeah, he, he was very, very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, 
definitely a cool guy. Was, cast you know. uh, Weekend at Effie's. It is. It's quite fascinating because oh. I just love his takes on on everything. But he does like an advice column segment. Oh, dude, he needs everything that he can get. Yeah. wise I'll buy it all. Well, he does have the Major Bendy coming out pretty soon, so you which I will that. be buying. Um, but uh, so on, his, on his probably. pod, he he does like the like basically just like it's like a question, like any question, advice, whatever. And I wrote in one uh, just in like a like kind of a down. Thing. I'm like, I'm sure I'll just get like the generic suck it up or whatever. He spends like five or six minutes just I feel like he was talking like directly through the podcast to me. And I just remember mm. sitting at work listening to it and just being like blown the hell away that he took like that much time was that cool and that like loving to somebody he's never met, like to just just some fan who like wrote an email when he was bummed out, like laid it out. It was just, you know, nothing but wonderful. And I went from being like at, at, you know, big Effie fan to like Effie's number one fan that day. Mm. So that is awesome that uh, that you know my desire for just hit, you know for just Tim and Allie over all the insane amount of talent uh, made his day makes my day. Oh yeah, so he, he was. Awesome. Yeah, he was like I said, he was very very nice, very nice to talk to and stuff, very fun. Um, and then from there, I went back over to the Brett Hall and. Uh, got back in line with the people that had held my spot. So it was very nice of them. And we were able to get, not have to wait too much longer. Uh, got to meet Brett. And that was fun. Brett, <laughs> Brett looked at it and goes, you know, this is uh, this is one of the rare ones here. You know, this is a rare action figure you got here. So it's a great one to have. You know, it's, you don't see a lot of these anymore, you know. So, uh, you know, thank Brett for everything over the years. And have a, now my brother's. Uh, that he bought 20 years ago for 20 bucks on eBay because he's a Brett Mark and he Man. wanted that Hasbro. He's had it ever since. So, so now Brett what has that signed figure it and goes it's going for. to him. That's Unsigned, the purple what heart that figure is, goes for right now. Purple heart is a very pricey one. So I mean, it's That's so a having great that piece to have. It is. It's very very cool. I'm looking at it right now because I haven't met up with him to give it back to him yet. So, um, and then from there went back over to the main hall. Uh, finally got to see Dan Nelson. I was waiting with JP Edge uh, in line to get a refund for a ticket because I tried to get a swoggle, and he had already left for the day. So to get a refund on that ticket, uh, I was waiting with JP Edge because he'd had a couple of people that he wanted to get refunds on two that he'd missed. And uh, as we're standing there, you know, Dan Nelson still was not at his table, and he walks by and had asked the guy something. I was like, Dan Nelson is like, when are you leaving? And he's like, ah, about ten minutes. And he's like, he's like, he's like, if you'll come see me as soon as you get done here, because I was at like the front of the line. He said, he's like, come on and see me as soon as you're done. He's like, I'll wait on you. I said, perfect. So then I went over and I had a buddy who wanted, uh, he's got the Pandora's box exclusive major bendies and he had the that's series a, two major bendies. Bendy. Yeah. So he's got both of those. I got both of those signed for him. Um, one of them says like, love that Danhausen. And then the other one says very bendy, very evil Danhausen. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So those are both got those done for him. They turned out great. Uh, and then the last one I did, because I was scared, I saved Nick Gage for very last. Which so I, I went over to get I went over to get his gauge. Uh, went over to get the major bendy sign for my buddy. And he could not have been nicer. Just a very, very pleasant individual. I mean, so, that's that's. In one hand, you're like he's so nice, and it was like. On the other hand, you're like, 
I'm kind of disappointed that he was so nice, you know, like Chuck, not that I, I expected him to be Taylor. a dick. <laughs> I, I think Chuck Taylor was the one that told the story. He said that like what people see of Nick Gage, like when you see him in the ring and he's like the fans come like mosh pit with him and he's like bouncing off people and he's just like that ball of energy. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, motherfucker. Like uh, Chuck Taylor said he is that dude. He said like he'll be the guy in the locker room. Like as soon as you come in for a match, he just runs up, like smacks you in the chest. Like that's the kind of energy I want to see. You're killing it. You guys are doing this. This is awesome. This is what these people are here for. Let's go. And he's just like Gage is just that dude. Like in life, he's just much more. Like he's just a much nicer guy that he comes across in the ring when he's trying to carve people up. Yeah, he's <laughs> but very, he's that very same like... intensity level just in life. <laughs> Yeah, there was no intensity here. It was just very like kinda I mean not not quiet almost, just really like, Hey, how you doing? Doing all right? Doing nice? Yeah. Okay. What's your name? Name's Jerry. It's very nice to meet you, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you for your support, brother. And that's kinda it. And I was like, Well, I was like, what a nice guy. And then I was on the hand, I was like, kind of disappointed that he wasn't I mean, not not that I expect him to be a dick, but just maybe a little bit gruffer, you know? Yeah. Like maybe that's what it is, and but I mean, still, could not have been nicer though. And you know, that's, I mean, I'm very you know nice to have met him. I uh, got the Bendy sign for my buddy, and so now he's, you know, happy because that completes his signatures that he can get there and stuff on them. And then uh, from there, everybody left. Or, you know, kind of the con was kind of winding down and stuff. So I uh, went over to SummerSlam after that. Met my brother and my nephew over there. And we had uh, second level seats, so you know, kind of hung out. Uh, we waited on. We ended up with a fourth ticket, and waited on one of his buddies that lives in around Nashville to show up at the arena. And then all went in together. Went up to our second level seats. Great view, uh, just awesome because it's that's been a bucket list thing for me. Is uh, you know, growing up here in Kentucky and stuff, we don't really have anything within, you know, pretty reasonable driving distance. I mean, if you want to drive to Chicago, you could probably hit some stuff. But um, unless you're a driver or a traveler, you know, you're not going to make it to L.A. or New York or, you know, Miami or something like that, you know, the big cities for a lot of these major pay-per-views. And uh, to get the chance to go to one, uh, especially SummerSlam, Slam has always been my favorite pay-per-view, you know. Mania is the big one, but SummerSlam is always the one that I enjoyed growing up the most and stuff. Uh, so to get to see that live, you know, that was a bucket list item for me and uh, just complete awesome experience. So we were, you know, the arena, I mean, the crowd was just all not arena stadium. Um, yeah. It was electric. Yeah. It was electric from the get go, man. I mean, like just being there, the atmosphere and stuff, it was great. Uh, and then the sun went down. The lights go out. The lights go out. The and, sun went out. The sun went out. And that's when um, they had these big spotlights on the side to highlight the crowd. So you knew you could see the crowd at home. Well, the problem was those are fucking bright. And they shine right into your goddamn eyes. And guess what? You can't fucking see. Not like, oh, that's bright. Like, there were people in who had sunglasses on at night inside you know like to see and it was after like you know 
a match or two of this, I was like, dude, fuck this. I was like, I can't wait. You know, the dude that was we were with, he was getting a headache and stuff from it because that's how bright it was. And everybody around us was complaining too. And I said, I'm going to go complain. Um, I had a buddy that um, I had met who said, you know, hey, if you ever have, you know, any of these shows and stuff, just go ask. Just go say, you know, hey, I've got a problem with this. And because sometimes they have a stack of comp tickets that they haven't used yet and they can move you. And so I said, I'm going to go talk to them, go over to the, you know, the guest services window or whatever. And I'm just going to say, hey, this is, you know, horrible. And at worst case, they, you know, be like, sorry about that. You know, we can see, you know, some kind of BS answer. No, she had a stack of tickets right there. And she's like, okay, uh, so you need to move, huh? You know, you can't see where you are. And I said, yeah, that's right. That's right, baby. Move me. No. Acknowledge, um, cook. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, just uh, she... I think I would have got a much better seat um, had it been just me, but her having to find four together was kind of, you know, the only thing. But we still got moved down, um, you know, lower level, definitely, you know, easily and much better seats than what we had. And it was also not blinding. So, <laughs> well, so I remember you sending uh, into our, our podcast group chat, like the picture and it was that light. And so I, worked uh bartending saturday night so i couldn't i was gonna put it on the tv but we were so busy i wouldn't have gotten to watch so i just kind of said i'll watch it sunday and me and my wife were sitting on the couch watching it and there's a panning crane shot and it's the exact same angle that you had sent us and i was like oh you see that bright white light that just like glitched the camera for a second like (laughs) that was uh aimed right at jerry's section and so we were having a laugh at that and i was just like damn that's yeah it, it made yeah. the whole camera go white for a second when they like it was, across. It was pretty, pretty bad. Like my wife, I texted her and I said, we just got moved. I said, I went and complained and we moved. And she's like, you, really? You complained about that? And I was like, it was, it was bad. So, uh, so we got moved down to lower level and in a section there where I did not have that, you know, going off in my eyes. It was great. Uh, we went down there for the last three matches um, and got to see that main event and dude, what a main event that was I so felt, uh, so much fun to be around i felt bad um, for the people that bought like ramp seats because when brock lifted the freaking ring i was like mm-hmm. all i could think of was once you get past the initial like oh my god he just lifted the ring with a freaking tractor this is insane and then i was just like you know what people paid like amounts with a comma to be watching this this match like right in front of yeah, their but... eyes, and now all they can see is the underside of the freaking ring, and I would have been livid after nah, the it was... oh my god he did this we're off there's I enough like pissed. big screens around and stuff I mean like if you anything ever happened and you couldn't see it directly in front of you because uh, that's the other thing is you know they are so far away and stuff I mean I caught myself watching most of the show on uh, you know not in the ring but you know on the screen and stuff just to be able to see it better but. It still was just such an awesome atmosphere, and that made uh, it when, when Brock man. when Brock used the track, I, we all thought, and my thought was that he would use it to pin Roman. Yeah, you know, like, like uh, rock slam and, him down. Yeah, like that's what like I thought was going to happen. Lift. And when he he got back on it, I was like, okay. And he kind of played around with it a time or two in the match before, and then when he starts in well, on like the ring, it's just like Roman Holy out shit. of the bucket. When he dumped I mean, Roman out of the bucket, I was like, oh, this is the moment my buddy was saying, like, you got to watch Brock does some crazy thing. And I'm like, that's wild. He lifted him with the freaking tractor, dumped him into the ring. 
that's pretty crazy you know for wwe standards they're not going to do something that's going to kill somebody that's pretty yeah. wild and then he lifted the freaking ring and i about came off my couch oh with the when he started in on the ring and stuff man everybody was like oh my i mean like you know we had the holy shit holy shit chant and you know like this is awesome you know i mean it was just dude, which i was, hate that chant but it fit right there it was fitting and they just so much fun and stuff. I've got a, a Brock Funko Pop that I bought there uh, as a remembrance of the event, and I'm so glad I did because now oh, that yeah. pop after after the main event, I was like, dude, that pop is like, you know, that's perfect for this. Um, and because we got comped, we had actual physical tickets now. Oh, that's so cool. I'm gonna, my physical ticket is going inside the Funko Pop with Brock. So. I look. I, I will say, uh, as as you and Dave both know very well, I have been staunchly anti Brock for quite a while. But this current, I, I feel like it was his Cowboy appearance Brock. on on like Pat McAfee's pod. Like I was just like, oh yeah, Brock seems like a pretty pretty laid back dude. And then when they they get to him talking about like you know the guy that attacks Rollins, he just goes, I fucking dare somebody. And I just like that was the moment the switch flipped. I was like, you know what? I love this dude. <laughs> When he like jumps up, knocks the table over. I dare a fool. That he he won me over, and then that main event, man, I went for like the first time in my life. I was actively cheering Brock Lesnar. Years of just like, oh, this freaking guy again. I was I was full on a Brock Lesnar fanboy that moment. That this this new direction, man. <clears throat> I, I mean, Cowboy I, Brock is awesome. So I've I've been away What's... for a while, but if if the rest of of WWE goes like SummerSlam, I'm coming yeah. back home, baby. Even I was like, kind of itchy to watch Raw, but I don't want to sit here for three hours, you know. But I, I, so, the highlights I saw made me happy. Yeah, I, I'll probably it, watch it, like it the highlight. Some, thing, uh, but... It had some black and gold uh, feel to it. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Bring back NXT uh, black and gold, you cowards! So my brother is collecting the Ultimates line. And he doesn't have, um, he's not a hundred percent on them. Like he doesn't have both fiends, you know that kind of stuff. I mean, he but he has at least one of everybody. And then if it's a different enough version, he'll get two. You know, like he'll have NWO mm-hmm. Macho Man, and then he's got uh, the first Macho Man. You know, so he'll have that kind of that kind of stuff. He's got the the pink and green, like super vibrant. Yeah, he's got the first Cena, but he doesn't have the other Cena. You know, because it's. You know, same exact figure, pretty much. So, yeah. So just when black he black jorts versus blue jorts. Yeah. So he's got the first Brock, and then he was like, "Do I need the cowboy one?" He's like, "Eh, I don't need it." It's just you know, because basically, when you look at it, it's the same body. I think. I mean, I'm it's pretty just sure. the new man bun head with the beard. Yes, that's the main difference. And he's like, well, "I don't really need that." After SummerSlam, he's like, "Just pre-ordered it." <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I cannot so wait from, for to, to from see that one in Target throw that oh. in my cart man i'm I, look i've been staunchly anti-brock cowboy brock has won me over y- you win cowboy mr is, you win he, he yeah i'm always been a big brock guy ever since he debuted uh you know i back in oh two is that right i think when he came in oh two i think so and, um, and because i was out of it at that point i kind of came back like hardcore into wrestling like 2013 ish when he came back as like, you know, he kept showing up as like the big evil and the final boss. Hmm. And so I didn't have that nostalgia of like, you know, when he debuted and I watched his UFC stuff and I was just like, Oh yeah, the dude's obviously terrifying and he's 
you know, he's a monster, but like how many times is he just going to show up and kill the guy that I love? <laughs> but man, as many as it takes. So he won me over at war of attrition. Brock won the war of attrition. I am a fan. Now I am buying that ultimate. Yeah. So get that, uh, you know, and then I made the long drive home. Uh, after that, it was late. Uh, but you know, same point, you're still on that high from watching it and stuff. And it just, you know, Oh yeah. I just such a great day. Like I said, SummerSlam was a bucket list thing for me. Uh, getting to, you know, meet the major marks, uh, getting to meet, you know, the major pod. Uh, I had met Matt and Brian before, but now I met smart Mark as well. I got a picture with all three of them, uh, getting to do, you know, hand them the checklist that I made and seeing them That's actually, cool. be, you know, them enjoy that I'd done that. And then, you know, like I said, hearing them talk about it on the pod this week. And I figured, I was like, well, maybe they'll mention it or something like that. But they actually went over it. And, you know, I was kind of like, all right. It's like, you know, that's, I'm glad that they appreciated it. So I need to go back and, and listen to this week's episode because you, you <clears> brought <throat> it up like that you brought them the, the checklist. I figured they were going to talk about it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it was a, a really fun thing. And I'm glad there's, the only thing I missed, um, uh, Matthew Balk is a, he is first, he is a picture guy. Yep. Like he's a, you know, he has pictures with everybody. I mean, like, not just like, oh, he met Ric Flair here this one time. No, he has met like the guys from Breaking Bad. I mean, like it's, <laughs> I, it'd probably be easier to make a list of who he has not found and gotten a picture with rather than who all he has. I mean, it's, he's always posting a new picture of him and somebody. And I'm always amazed at like, how did you, how did you meet this person? You know? Yeah. But that's his, that's his hobby. It's stuff. super I mean, it's, it's impressive. Cool thing. And I asked him, I was like, why do you do pictures and stuff? And he's like, well, because then I don't have to carry anything around. Which is smart. Which is smart. I was like, you know what? Was like, After lugging stuff around at this convention, I mean, it's a pretty good idea. So, uh, But he also had designed, he's a belt designer. And so some of his belts that he had designed were there. Uh, they had all, I think it was from Conrad and maybe, maybe Dave Milliken or somebody else had brought some of their ring used belts and they had it where you could go over and get uh, pictures taken with them. And so he did have a picture taken with the ring used big gold ring used winged Eagle and ring used ECW uh, world belt. Ooh. And, you know, him holding all three. And I was like, dude, if you were a fan in the mid nineties of wrestling, <laughs> that this was the dream right there. This picture so would have blown your brain out. If there's like one thing I, I regret. Yeah. One thing I regret is probably not going and doing that. Uh, I saw that table and, uh, you know, from running around trying to get autographs for people and stuff, I didn't really uh, pay much attention to it. So that's the only thing I wish I'd done is like, I wish I'd have like, you know, probably paid more attention to that. Cause that would have been a cool picture to have gotten, but you know, uh, hindsight, but you know, maybe the next star cast, if they come back to Nashville, which, you know, I would be a real chance, man. I, I feel like that SummerSlam weekend was a success. I, you know, I think so. I mean, cause the arena or the state, I keep saying arena, the stadium was, Everybody kept talking. They're like, oh, you know, I bet they'll give me a ticket if I walk up, you know, at showtime. Dude, that place was packed. <laughs> I mean, it was I, full. I, I mean. So I read somewhere that there was a significant amount of walk-ups because, like, the the level of hype with, you know, regardless how you feel about, like, the, the Vince Hunter thing. Like, when, when Triple H took over, there was this swell of, of people kind of like myself. Like, I kind of got burnt out on WWE. 
mm-hmm. but like NXT black and gold is some of my favorite stuff that they have ever done. Like that era where Triple H was in charge. So when I found out he was head of creative, I was like, SummerSlam went from like, oh yeah, it's SummerSlam weekend to like, I have to watch it this weekend. Mm. And so like there was that swell of people that showed up to buy tickets. So it wasn't like a lot of people thought you were just going to walk in. I was hearing there's like crazy lines for like the, the walk-up tickets and like the amount that they had had put away just went like flying. Maybe we had, um, I mean, we bought tickets. Um, my brother bought them um, and then I you know, paid him back for it. It was a Father's Day weekend sale though they had it was basically like buy one get one free and so you know he bought uh it was me him and uh, his son my nephew went so you know and my nephew if one of my kids had went it probably would have been about the same you know by the end of it uh even though it was fantastic show uh you know he was kind of tired and stuff by the end of it but you know if i was if i was his age i probably would have been the same he's you know 10 there's so, so much going on and so much that's just like feeling the, the mental just, space. It just wears you out. Such a, I mean, Brock destroyed the ring with a tractor. I mean, like, he destroyed, yeah, he destroyed the ring with a tractor like, and didn't win the match. Like crazier stuff happened. I mean, I looked at the guy behind me and I was like, I didn't have that happening tonight, man. Like, you know, he Brock destroyed the ring with a tractor. I mean, just I, that was not in the DraftKings pool. Just, I know, I checked. It was not. <laughs> that what, hands what down, show, man. man. It was just what a show. What a weekend. Um, and I didn't even do. What's funny is I just stopped at that point. I didn't even do a second day of Starcast and Ric Flair's last match. There's a whole another set of stuff right there with that for the people who oh, went man. there. So, uh, well, but I don't you, know if I could have handled another day. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's so it's much. Just, I mean, I mean, I, granted, though, I would have been sleeping there in Nashville, you know, if I had gotten a hotel and stuff. But, but I'm kind of glad the way it worked out was, I packed everything into one day, and it was, you know, it was a lot. It was fun. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, I've waited my entire life to try to make one of the big pay per views, and especially SummerSlam, because you know that's the one that was always the biggest one to me growing up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mania is the spectacle, but. SummerSlam was always the one that I looked forward to the most. You know, you had Undertaker versus Undertaker. You know, you had Diesel versus yeah. Mabel. You had Austin Taker versus, versus Taker. Taker, Highway to Hell. Um, you know, just the Boiler Room Brawl, Mankind and Undertaker. You know, I mean, there's... <laughs> so, yeah, it just it was... That, that high, man. Like, I, I'm so still... I, did, I mean, I'll, I'll be I on for still, a while. I haven't gotten to go to like a major pay-per-view, but I, I know that like when I got to go to the, uh, the new Orleans dynamite taping it for the next four days, that's all I talked about. Like whether people cared about wrestling or not, it was just like with my voice shot because I was screaming Suzuki's entrance. Like I, <laughs> it was, it, it's that high, man. You just, it's, it's hard to describe unless you've like, you've been there, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I have missed the New Orleans like manias. So that's that's on my bucket list. But man, even just going to that dynamite tape and getting to see Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe, which was we talked about it on a recording night, like boy, wouldn't that be something if that happened? And then like a week later they announced it for the show I was going to and I 
thought I was I thought I was dreaming. I had to pinch myself a couple times. It's like holy crap, I've got tickets to this. I'm like, I'm gonna see this happen. It's uh it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so you know, uh like I you know, these things don't happen for a lot, so you have to really make the most of them and enjoy them when they do and glad to say I did. And you've and been there. Nobody can ever take it away, man. That's right. You, you were there. And I, you know, checked off the last bit of thing on my on my major more checklist. So I'm, you know, the only person to complete it right now that I've seen. So I posted in the major pod group and so far no one else has stepped up to say they've completed it all. So Take that, that's the uh, major Mark Justin Walsh. Yeah, how about that? Can, can we start a complete the checklist? Can we start a fake feud? Right. Maybe get us a couple clicks with like the you might be the major Mark guy, Justin Walsh. But I'm the completest. The completest Ooh. Jerry Damage. Oh, that's, I got a new MEWF nickname coming up. Joey Hudson. The completest. Well, the completest. So, Jerry so Damage. So to backtrack a little bit, when you when you got to Dude, talking about your your brother's uh, ultimate collection, it, it kind of got the wheels spinning. Mm-hmm. You said like he had he was almost a completist, but he had like you know he didn't have both fiends, he didn't have both Cenas, mm-hmm. which kind of gets to a, a topic we've talked about a lot. I think we might rules. say yeah, I think we, we were going to go into that tonight, but we're already running long. So I think yeah. if we get into it, let's save that for yeah. next week. Let's save that for next week. That's because a I teaser. Think that Come that back. will be a. I, I wondered. I was like, hopefully we'll get through the Starcast talk a little bit. You know, recap a little bit earlier. But um, because man, so we that's, wanted, that's 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 a topic a podcast that we can dive into. in and of itself. Like it just, is just get and, people in and talk about their rules because everyone's are different. It is, and I, I know that we're not going to. That's not going to be a two minute conversation. It's going to be one that's pretty like so. No, for. As a teaser for next week, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, um, you know, our personal collecting rules when it comes to things. You know, what do you collect and then what are your rules for it? You know, if you are somebody who are you a completionist, you know, and then if you're a completionist, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean you're going after every single figure or does that mean you're going after like one of each figure you know, or, you know, like one of each uh, character, one of each person? You know, yeah, so I've, I've seen that everybody's got specific before. rules. It's like, do I need one of, so like I'm sitting here looking at, at I've, I've got a couple figures on my, my, my table here. So I'm seeing like Mick Foley, John Cena, Ricky Starks. Can I call myself a completionist if I've got all three of those guys? Or if I have every Ricky Starks, every John Cena, every mm-hmm. Mick Foley, how do you view your completion? And that is, yeah. man, and, that's, you know, there's podcasts upon podcasts to be had there. Yeah. And so, you know, um, everybody sets their own rules. So we'll kind of go over our rules. And then guess what? Rules are meant to be broken. So, so sometimes course. the rules change. And that's, sometimes you know, that's you're another thing. Get to, itchy. Yeah. So sometimes you see something and then, you, you know, maybe you don't intend on being a completionist. And the next thing you know, you need two more figures to get to have them all. Well, at that point, eh, why not? Right, right. You know, just go ahead and then, you know, the rules change. So, so that's, uh, will be what we'll just, we'll dive into next week, you know, because, uh, and if we dive into it right now, like I said, it'll be, we'll be here. We're, we're going from 47 so, minutes to probably an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. At least. So at least, and you know, that'll give me time to actually write down my, my rules and 
you know, I don't think I've ever actually written them down before. So, <laughs> like, I feel like if I write them down, then they they actually exist. Yeah. It's always just kind of become that like uh, maybe, maybe that makes Kevin them more Smith like movie, movie dogma. There's like yeah. the the difference between like a belief and an idea. Like a belief is something that's rigid and won't change, but an idea can grow. As soon as I write it down, it becomes a belief. If I keep it in my brain, it's an idea. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, so so that's kind of where we are for that. So we'll, we'll table the the rules talk, but that'll be a, next week. I think we're both kind of itchy on to get into that topic and kind of dive into oh, it with yeah. each other, and you know, uh, they kind of loosely know what you collect. And I think same way, um, you know, with me and stuff. But you know. I'm not quite like um, like Husfar where I collect, you know, just tons and tons of stuff, but I do have a lot of varied interests. So, I uh, man, I'm looking at four or five different collections just sitting in one spot. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, that that'll be a fun uh, episode next week. And man, I I don't know about you, but I'd love to just like see if we can't get other people in and just like, yo, what are what are your rules? Like, if this, you know, just to be a thing. Yeah, get some of the other maybe major marks. Like, maybe next like, week hey, we'll. Can I get you for fifteen minutes? Let's let's just talk about what your rules are. Like I feel like everybody's rules are different, and it's it's one of those fascinating topics to me. Yeah, I think next week we'll kind of set the baseline with you and you and I, and then uh, going out from there. You know, we can easily you know get you know uh, different major marks and kind of bringing them in and let you know talk about real quick. You know, just kind of hit on their collection and kind of you know what are the rules for collecting and. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're interested in that, reach out to uh, reach out to one of us. Like, if you're listening and you're like, "Yeah, that's exactly the kind of conversation I want to have," reach out to uh, to me or Jerry, and we'll gladly figure that out. That seems like it'd be a good time. Make it happen, Captain. That's right. So, so, but I think that's a good place to end it at for this week. So, oh yeah, for the Deathmatch Brewmaster Dillenhausen, I am the completest. Jerry Damage Cook, signing off, saying see you next week.